Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. If you chose RCA Victor Television for your home, you had a good reason. You wanted America's finest television. So for America's finest television service, choose RCA Victor Factory Service, available only to owners of RCA Victor Television. RCA service company technicians are trained by RCA engineers. They use only RCA factory parts. Yes, they're exclusive specialists in giving you continuous top performance from your RCA Victor television. As an RCA owner, you're eligible for RCA factory service with a contract or on a pay-as-you-go basis. So whenever your RCA Victor television needs service or adjustment, call your local branch of RCA service company. You'll find it under television service in your classified directory. Branches in almost all TV areas. Remember... The world's best names for quality. RCA and RCA Victor. Hey, kids! Hey, where are you? I got something important to tell you. Oh, hello, Mr. Oldtimer. I didn't hear you come in. No, I didn't either. You didn't yell like you usually do. I couldn't, kids. Had too big of an order this time. Had to carry the sack of potatoes in my mouth. <laughs> I left the stuff in the kitchen. Good. Reason I hurried, daughter. I got an important message for you. Oh? Yeah. You see... Oh, by the way, before I forget, I'm afraid I damaged the back screen door on the way in. Uh, scratched it, sort of. Oh, well, that's all right. Sure, a little scratch won't hurt it. Well, ain't exactly a scratch, kids. It's more like a sort of a tear, kind of. A tear? Well, no, uh... Come to think of it, you might say it was more like a hole. Yep, <laughs> that's what you might say it was, a, a hole. A hole? What size? My size. What? You mean to say you ran through... Well, you kids shouldn't hook that screen door on Wednesdays, Johnny. When you leave it unhooked the rest of the week, it, it, it gets too confusing. Oh, for the... You mean to say you walked right through that... I was in a hurry to get this important news to you. I wanted to tell you what that man said to do before it was too late. What man? Oh, the feller who works for the water department. The foreman on that job up the street where they're fixing that busted water main. He's going around from door to door telling folks to fill up some pots and pans because they're going to turn off the water for the rest of the day. Turn off the water? Goodness, when are they going to... About a half hour, the man said. He wanted to give folks time enough to get prepared. Oh, well, thank goodness. We'll have to put some aside for drinking and water for the dishes. Yeah, and I'll fill up the bathtub, too. We can draw straws later to see which one takes a bath. Okay, I'll go home and get my soap and towel in case it's me. I was talking about me and Molly. Oh. Well, thanks a lot for warning us, Mr. Oldtimer. My goodness, being without water for the whole afternoon, that'd be awful. Ah, gee whiz, that wouldn't be any great hardship, Molly. Not to me, it wouldn't. What do you mean? Not to a guy that his ancestors crossed a thousand miles of desert when all the water they had was in a little fat keg like me, it wouldn't. I know, but just the same, let's start filling up the... The trouble with people today is they're too soft. Too much easy living. Oh, 
Why, when my ancestors crossed Death Valley, they didn't worry about a little thing like no water. Dearie, let's not... Onward they trudged. Onward. Heads down. Sand blowing into their grim, smiling faces. And lips dry. Throat parched. The merciless sun beating down on them day and night. Day and night? Yeah, Johnny. That's a new one on me. What kind of a sun beats on you at night? A sun who's thirsty and six years old and wants a drink of water. That's the kind of a sun that beats on you at night. Oh. The most merciless kind of a sun. Oh, you come ever... on, Miggy. Come on, let's stop this foolishness and fill up some pots with water. Okay, okay. Don't panic. You heard the old-timer. They're giving us half an hour. That's what the man said, right, old-timer? That's what the man said, son. Of course, that was 40 minutes ago. What? I rushed in here because the time was nearly up, but you've been yakking about your ancestors. Oh, my gosh. I... Quick, Molly. Turn on the faucet. Hurry. I just did. Listen. Nothing. Boy, oh boy, am I thirsty. Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. Here is an important dramatized message from five New York doctors. Five New York doctors prove you can break the laxative habit. Eighty-three percent of the cases tested did it. So can you. But how, doctor? Stop taking whatever you now take. Instead, every night for one week, take two Cotter's Little Liver Pills. Second week, one each night. Third week, one every other night. Then, nothing. Every day, drink plenty of liquids. Put yourself on schedule. But how can Carter's help break the laxative habit, Doctor? Because Carter's Little Liver Pills not only relieve irregularity, they also improve the flow of liver bile that's needed for natural regularity. When worry, overeating, overwork make you irregular temporarily, take Carter's temporarily and don't get the laxative habit. Get Carter's Little Liver Pills, only 43 cents. Break your laxative habit. Regain that wonderful feeling that goes with natural regularity. This is murder. No water. Not a drop in the house. Oh, McGee, relax. It's only been ten minutes since they turned it off. How do those inconsiderate, high-handed pipe misfitters expect us to live a whole afternoon with no water? Doggone it, I'm thirsty. What about those pioneering ancestors of yours, the ones who crossed the desert, and all the water they had with them was a little fat keg like you? Well... They didn't let a thing like no water bother them. Onward they trudged, sand blowing into their grim, smiling faces. Throats dry, lips parched. Oh, cut it out, Molly. Gee whiz, I'm as dry as a Swiss on rye without you kneeling me. I'm sorry, dearie, but if you're so thirsty, there's some root beer in the icebox. Root beer will not do it. I'm thirsty for water. It's a way down deep inside kind of a thirsty that nothing but water will... Hey, I know where I can get some water a bit. From Les Nelson, next door. Oh, I wouldn't bother them. They probably got buckets full, like we'd have had if I'd have had time to fill some buckets full. You wait here and I'll be right back. I'll grab a kettle and trot over there and get some water. Thanks a lot for the water, Les. You're a real neighbor. Well, I, I'm just glad I could help you out, Mr. McGee. I'll bet you can use a tall glass full right now. Oh, it ain't for me that I'm taking the water. I, I come from hardy pioneer stock, like I told you. This water is for my dear little wife, Molly. She is a fine woman. I tell you, when I seen her sitting there in the living room, silently suffering, not saying a word, never complaining, just drying up from thirst, I couldn't stand it. It got me. Right here. <coughs> So I come over. 
Well, I, I sure hope there's enough there to relieve her thirst. Uh, here, uh, let me carry one of those buckets over for you. You, you kind of loaded down. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, I'll be okay. Yeah, you just open your front door for me, will you? You sure you can spare this much water now? I'm not robbing you, for Molly's sake. Oh, no, no. Sally and I will get along just fine on what we got left. You know, when you told me about those pioneer ancestors of yours, how they walked across the desert with the sand blowing in their grim, smiling faces, their throats dry, lips parched, it... It kind of made me ashamed of myself. I thought it would. And I, I figure if they could do it with no water at all, Sally and I can sure get along this afternoon with a whole milk bottle full. Ah, you're a fine neighbor, Les. You probably saved my little wife's life with this. Say, hey, hi there, Miss McGee. You're feeling better, huh? Uh-oh. Hello, Lester. What do you mean, better? I just came over to see what McGee was doing because he's been gone so long. Well, uh, we better get home, Molly, with this water. Uh, Les, give me some water and come on, let's... Uh... Watch your feet! Whoops! <laughs> oh, my gosh, all the water. Gone. All over the sidewalk. Uh, Les, uh, could I have a glass of water? Just... Uh... Hey, Les, hey, wait a minute. Uh, just give me a drink. Hey, Les, open up. Give me a drink of water. One little glass oh, of water, Les. Hey, stop it, for goodness sakes. Come on home. Hmm. Some neighbor won't give a man one little drink of water when I'm weak from thirst. So I says to Molly, I says, Wallace Wimple, I says, he's the guy to ask. Well, thank you for thinking of me, Mr. McGee. Ask what? Just a very simple request, Wimp, from one good friend to another. Give me a drink of water, will you? Uh, water? Wouldn't you rather have a nice cold glass of root beer? Root beer won't quench my thirst, boy. When a man's as thirsty as I am, that's sort of way down deep inside kind of thirsty. There's nothing that'll relieve it like a tall, cold glass of water. You got plenty? Oh, loads. When Sweetie Face heard they were going to turn off the water, she had me fill all the buckets and kettles in the kitchen and all the containers... Swell, swell. Well, never mind the details, boy. Just get me a glass of water before I collapse on your front porch here. Oh, I'd like to, Mr. McGee. I really would. But, uh, well, she has it locked up. Locked up? The water? Yes. Sweetie Face feels very strongly about wasting water, so she has it all locked up in the kitchen, and she's wearing the key around her neck. Oh, this is ridiculous. Where is your wife? I'll ask her myself if it's oh, all right. Oh, I'm afraid that's out of the question. Uh, she can't be disturbed now. The heck she can't. Where is she? Upstairs, soaking in the bathtub. Oh, if this ain't the... Where can I get some Water! Water! <laughs> Some friends I got. I got to have water. I don't get a drink well, of water. Where you been, Mr. McGee? Your wife's been looking for you. Uh, him and his little put-away milk bottle full of water. Just because I spilled a couple of buckets. They, they turned our water back on a few minutes ago. Huh? They did? Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, hey, Molly. Hey, Molly. I've been wondering when you were coming home, dearie. They just turned the water back on. Well, it's about time. Oh, and look what Mama's got. A great big pitcher of ice water. Yeah. You must be starving for a drink. Here, hold the glass. I'll pour you a slug. Oh, thanks, kiddo. But I I'm way too thirsty for water by now. Huh? Oh, I can have water anytime. What I'm going to get right now is a nice cold bottle of root beer. Because when a guy's as thirsty as I am, that way deep down inside kind of thirsty, a cold slug of root beer. Yeah. <laughs> 
Fibber and Molly will be right back. This is John Wald with a suggestion to cheer your busy day along. Let NBC Radio keep you entertained and informed with an exciting lineup of daytime favorites. For example, there's the phrase that pays every weekday morning. A fast and funny quiz show with Ted Brown as the man with the questions. And you know, there's a big special feature about the phrase that pays that you should discover if you don't already know about it. It's this. You don't have to be in the studio audience to win prizes on the phrase that pays. No, sir. You, right there at home, can win some of the wonderful prizes Ted Brown gives away each morning. Why not listen tomorrow to the phrase that pays and find out how? It's easy and it's fun. Try it tomorrow and every weekday morning. And don't forget such other daytime favorites here on NBC as Strike It Rich, Second Chance, Welcome Travelers, and many more, all on NBC. item in tonight's paper? What's that? The television people say it won't be long before they'll be getting shows all the way from Canada. Oh, that's nothing. I passed the bond town today and they got China on the set they got in the window and it wasn't even plugged in. Oh, aren't you cute? I wonder. Good night. <laughs> Good night, all. <laughs> Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Phil Thompson as the old-timer and Mr. Wimple and Robert Easton as Les. This is John Wald inviting you to sit in on the fun tomorrow when Mr. McGee comes to grips with a public library over a missing book. Be with us then. Here a special address by Secretary of State John Foster Dulles tonight on the NBC Radio Network.